We all know how hard it is to grow, right? Especially if we are in the first month or years of our journey, of our business startup, or we're coaching, or we're writing, and we want to spread the word about us. We all know that it is pretty difficult to get the word out there. But that's exactly where I come in. I want to host an ad about your business into my podcast, Impact by Choice. So look me up on LinkedIn, Andrada Anite. I would love to work with you further on, and I would love to help you boost the visibility of your brand. Have you heard of Arian? If not, you may want to head to Amazon, look for The Man, The Moon and The Gasket. That's my book. <laughs> I know that you will fall in love with the main character and with the person that pops up on the way in order to help him unveil that adventure which is called self-development. So let me know what you think. Thanks. Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast. I'm your host, Andra Danieti. And as you already know, every Wednesday, Book Insight series um, is, is going on here with Rahila Khan, who helps me unveil uh, the teachings in the book, and she brings her priceless inputs. Today, I would like to first off greet my, my guest. Hi, Rahila. Hi, Andrada. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much, Rahila. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you again for having me on your podcast and warmest greetings to our dear listeners and for all those that have been following us through the series and for their lovely feedback. We thank you in a huge gratitude for that. Thank you for the lovely words, Rahila. Only a pleasure. If you listened to the previous episodes, uh, I have been narrating excerpts from the second half of the book, and I'm thinking about doing the same for today. So here it goes. Chapter 9 is called The Rise of a New Empire. Within two weeks, Kareem's place had a brand new look, inside and outside. They completely reinvented it. They brainstormed and gave it a new name, the Empire. Within two months, the Empire became one of the best restaurants in town. And as Arian told Kareem a while back, they needed to reconsider expanding the area. Six months later, the restaurant yelled great profits, so all debts were paid in full. And expansion was next. Karim and Arian went to the orphanage and picked a few young men who were old enough to help. Joachim and Artema were very happy to meet Karim and learn his story. In the same time, they made an announcement. Arian, we would like to invite you to our first child's baptism in a few months from now. Joachim said with excitement, and he looked at Artema with sparkling eyes. We would like to have a small ceremony next week. So we officially become husband and wife. We would like to invite you to this event as well. 
Artema said. I'm extremely happy for you too, my dear friend. Of course I will come. But what if you had the event at the Empire? I'm sure Karim would love some happy atmosphere there. Arian replied and quickly looked at Karim. I would be honored, Karim replied. It's been too long since I felt such good vibes in that place. Hosting your happy event will more than certainly be a delight for me. Artema and Joachim looked at the two men, then to each other, and they both silently agreed and said in a voice, Yes! Joachim warmly embraced his wife. They both looked at Karim and Arian and invited the two dear friends to join them in cutting the cake. Karim had tears of joy in his eyes. And Arian, he was sincerely happy for the two dearest friends of his. After the four of them cut the cake, they all sat back at the table. Karim proposed the toast. He stood up, raised his glass, and said with an emotional voice, Artema and Joachim, today is the happiest day for me in many, many years. Today, I rediscovered the true meaning of love. I witnessed the most selfless union I've ever seen. Today, I feel young again, and I'm grateful to have had the honor to organize this event. I wish you both long life together to always trust, support, and be there for one another. And I pray that Almighty takes care of your destinies and of the one who will soon enrich your existence on earth. Be blessed and thank you from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to be part of this. The work Arian has done over the past years, and specifically the way he helped Kareem, has brought him the reputation of a saint. People would talk about him at gatherings, on the street, at school. Everywhere he turned, people wanted to stop him for a second. He was known for turning evil into good and to counter anger with kindness. And Karim liked to fuel those rumors as his gratitude and fatherly love for Arian were growing with each day. This young man has changed his life without ever asking for anything in return. Consequently, the owner of the empire found it fair to tell people about the golden heart Arian carried deep within to advise people to seek for him and learn about self-discovery, and to let everybody know how the young man managed to turn him from a bitter, lonely, and repugnant human being into the proud owner of a great empire. Now, here goes my question for my beautiful guest. Rahila, based on your life's experience, as well as on this uh, excerpt from chapter nine, Please share with us what should the audience take from this chapter in regards to human relationships and tolerance. So Anrada, in, in reply to your, <clears throat> to your question, you know, um, in very simple words, what came to mind was, you know, with regards to human relationships and tolerance, what do we take away from this chapter? And what came to mind was, ha, huh, the Empire, you know, the name of the restaurant, yeah. <laughs> Kareem's restaurant. Yeah, the Empire. So 
what is a lesson? Not to judge the book by its cover. <laughs> right. So let's let's begin there. You know, um, it's interesting because this restaurant came to being again. It's almost like it collapsed into something which was very toxic and very negative because of whatever Kareem was going through at that time. And, mm. and then he took our main character of the book, Arian, to show up. And guess what? With good intention, purpose, what do we do? Born from a space of giving and receiving, we create. And what did we create? What did they create? Or what do we create? And this is the greatest learning. Is that we create abundance, prosperity, and happiness. And that's a common thread in this chapter, which is so amazing in the way you've scripted it. And also what the greater learning is that anger is never an excuse, is never an excuse to be better. I just repeat that. Anger is never an excuse to be bitter. Right. So we must not give anyone the power to destroy the beauty of a pure heart. Can you see that Arian didn't allow um, Kareem to do that to him? He came from a place of healing. He came from a place of good intention. However, Kareem didn't know that because he was so angry and so bitter through his loss. Yeah. And, you know, and Arian knew this all too well. You know, he knows about bitterness. He knows about anger. He knows about animosity. And how did he know that coming from his own experience? Right. And then what happens? In that, in that moment of making a choice, he leaves home because he couldn't take it anymore. You know, it's a case of the analogy of the frog that sits in the boiling water. And it will boil and boil and boil. And then one day, what would he do? It would hop out. <laughs> and I think it's the same for each of us. You know, we reach boiling point. We can't take it anymore. So what do we do? The best thing is hop out. That's how yeah. simple it is, actually. So in hopping out, we say no to abuse. We say, no, we're not going to accept this toxic environment anymore. So Arian went on his journey and on his journey, <clears throat> he meets Radha. And in meeting Radha, you know, the, the important thing that came through the book was the whole experience of healing. And it came through each of your characters, if you look at it. Radha had to meet Dom. Dom had his own uh, toxic past experiences. Radha went through the same thing and then came Arian and so on and so on. And there we meet Kareem towards the latter part of your book. How amazing it is to see this, that in a common thread of being human, we actually are, I always use this analogy with my clients, and that is <clears throat> when we see ourselves as a spider in a cobweb, what do we do? We spin, we spin the web around ourselves. So we are in the middle, the center, the focus, the focal point rather. And around it, we spin a thread and a thread and more threads, which is our sad story. And we sit in the heart and core of that sad story and we have a great old pity party because we don't know any better. Now, I've been there and I know this well, like Arian, like Radha. 
Therefore, healing is so important. So the importance of healing, the life comes through, you know, very well through the chapters in your book. So what do we do when we heal and rather we give permission for others to heal? Right. And Irene was better than his bad behavior. He knew that. He knew that and therefore he persevered. Um in how he was going to help Kareem. Somehow he knew that. Somehow he knew that. And um, he persevered with Kareem and, and that Kareem eventually, you know, through fighting, and he uses this other analogy. What happens when we're in a bad space? We tend to fight a lot. It's like we're fighting through this huge tidal wave. Yeah. And we keep fighting and we keep fighting and we're so immersed in fighting that actually we don't take a breather to see that actually when we relax and say, oh, you know what, I'm just going to let go. I want to stop this fighting. The moment the brain makes a new thought or creates a new thought, the entire body chemistry changes. And the moment you say, oh, I'm just going to give up. The moment you, you come into that sigh of relief or letting go and you surrender, guess what? You see the lifeline. And that is exactly what happened between Arian and Kareem. Did you, did you see that? It's amazing. And then we learn also that no man is an island. That no, no human being can actually survive on their own because in this web, as I was alluding to earlier on, the spider in the web is a story we spin around ourselves, arising from our past experiences, what society is dictating to us, what our parents have told us, what elders have told us, and we start believing that to be true. And that is what we call conditioning and learned behavior. So we're so stuck in it that we don't have a moment to think, you know what? Let me take, take myself out of this and let me see. What is this person telling me? As Kareem did with Arian. And the moment Kareem did that, what happened? His whole body became into a place of ha, ah, calm, relax, and he began venting. Kareem, yeah. perhaps Arian showed up, and you know, the universe works miracles. Some of us believe in God, others believe in a higher force other than God, which is infinite intelligence. Whatever our referencing is, it doesn't matter. However, when something larger than self takes over in the human experience, we see the gift. And what was the gift in these two characters in your book was truly amazing in that the moment Arian showed up as a support system of some sort to help somebody in need, Kareem eventually relaxed in his body. And what did he do? He just offloaded. He hmm. just vented his sadness, his grief. And all that Arian did, Arian wasn't there to fix anything. He just showed up. And do you know, uh, rather, when we're in a place of mindfulness, this is why self-awareness, again, I would repeat in saying that self-awareness is so critical in emotional intelligence. Mm. 
That's a foundation of emotional intelligence. So when we become present in ourselves, as did Kareem and Arian, Arian showed up not because he wanted anything. He just showed up to just the universe somehow sent him there. Somehow his soul was guided there. And this is where our inner GPS takes over in our soul experience of where we need to be, for whom we need to show up, and so forth. So in him showing up at Kareem, at Kareem's restaurant, Kareem just relaxed after all the fighting. He just relaxed. And all he did was just empty out, empty out all his sadness, all his pain, all his hatred. And you know what, Anradha, what is so powerful here is the loss that he felt from losing a loved one. And so often when we are in a state of bereavement, we feel our life has ended with the other person leaving us. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens with separation. And what we, we forget there's a bigger picture that life goes on because we're so, we're so immersed in pain that we don't see that we must actually live. And, and Arian just sat there and listened to, to, to Kareem pouring out his heart and soul. And you know how lost, look at how lost, I'm going to use this as an example to teach, how emotions impact on our inner well-being and our outer well-being. Therefore, I always say clearing out the inner clutter is so important to clear out the outer clutter. And here's a perfect example. He was so consumed by loss of a loved one that you know what he did? And here's a brilliant example, and this is why I love your book so much, and I'm going to unpack something to do with HR and business yet again. It's so fascinating to see. Thank you. So workplace, what happens? You know, I saw on Facebook recently somebody was closing the business down because they're just not doing well mm -hmm. because obviously a lack of customers. And do you know that exact same thing happened to Kareem in your book? Yeah. What happened? He pushed everyone away. Yeah. Through his love, look at how it manifested. The inner clutter of losing a loved one, his grief, his pain, didn't allow him to smile, didn't allow him to come to a place of being in a state of well-being. What happened was, in his loss, he lost all his customers. He lost all his business. Can you see how it played out? Yeah, and this and is why. Yes. Yes, yeah, I'm rather. I want to ask, um, interrupt you for a second here and ask you, is this why we usually think that, uh, you know, there's a saying that uh, a bad moment never comes alone. It always uh, attracts, you know, one after the other. So is is like a recurrence of negative things from starting just from one thing, right? That's what you're yes. trying to point out. Yes, yes, yes. But we you are see how our past... Sorry. Uh, Sorry, I'd rather continue. You see that we are being taught then... Um, we are actually being implanted this idea that um, trouble never comes alone. Something like that is... I, I'm not sure about... Um, the actual saying in English, but is the fact that uh, whenever one bad thing happens, um, at least one will come after it immediately, you know? Yeah. And that the old adage, yeah, yeah, the old adage, it doesn't rain, but it pours. 
Yeah, yeah. It's exactly that. Okay. So here's the thing. This is, this is why it's so important for us to, in a moment of a traumatic experience, is to sit still. Sit still and let the waves of pain come through. Let the waves of pain come through. Can you see? He's such a good example for me to teach emotional mastery to our listeners. Mm-hmm. In that, <clears throat> if he only felt his pain you know, of losing his loved one and really came through it and let the body feel what it needs to feel, it's like, it's like you're going through almost like a volcanic experience. Right. You know, of the pain come and come and sit in it. It's like sitting in the fire of hell and burning in it. And let that anger, if you see pain, if it's not released, will manifest into anger. And that's why you're so angry. And then it took Arian to show up and Arian was merely a trigger. He didn't see that Arian was actually a gift to him. He saw him as someone who can't do anything for him. From his limitation of being so emotionally charged, he didn't see the gift initially. So you're right. You're spot on in saying that. Let me tell you about a new show that I came across lately. It's called One Nation Radio and is that kind of show that simply unites the entire world through the voice of the host. So just go ahead, give it a listen and support John Gora who is a new podcaster and will definitely appreciate it. Get ready for the free global app that works for you. WorkApp is set to revolutionize the way people connect in their personal and professional lives. Finally, there's a one-stop shop to help you post jobs or gain employment. Would you like your very own digital shop without any fees or charges? A global messaging service. And you can also post all types of events and courses, and you can buy, sell, or rent any items you wish. WorkApp is a global platform that helps you find what you need, when you need it, without any costs or delays. So, sign up for this exciting new service today. WorkApp works for you. You know, the other thing is, like, we've been so conditioned to believe that if you're going through some kind of traumatic event that you shouldn't be smiling or you shouldn't in that moment be happy, for example. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a classic example, right? Because I deal with this 24-7 in my private practice is if a woman is going through divorce, okay? Mm -hmm. So she is expected by her family and all of society to feel downtrodden that she must not be happy, that she must not go out, she must not be seen at the restaurant having fun with her friends. No, because she can't do that. Who does that? <laughs> Can you see how humans have got it backwards? Yeah, because uh, people usually think about these sort of situations that if you're being happy through some this sort of event, that means that you've been lying for the past year. uh, years yeah. or something while you were with that person, right? And that's why we're, yeah. we're being conditioned to be sad, to, as you said, to just, um, we're actually being taught to 
lock ourselves down into ourselves. Yes, yes, because that's how you must be. If you lose your spouse, you have to be the widow or the widower and you must be grieving. And then what we do, we don't realize how we internalize it and we actually play the game. Yeah. We don't see that. And that's what happened to Kareem. He's playing the game until Arian showed up and said, you know, hello, what's going on? And I think this is the first time that Kareem could trust. Imagine he trusted a total stranger. In human relationships, and rather, here's a classic example of you and me and others that I've met on LinkedIn. I don't know you, you know, I don't know anybody. Somehow, intuitively, you know how to connect with some people. And therefore, I still say, you know, Corey had a beautiful post out this morning about the same thing. In qualitative relationships, mm -hmm. who are we? In who we are and how we serve each other. For me, quality is far more important than quantity. And by Always. choice, we can choose whom we want to connect with and hence this podcast I'm doing with you was from a soul divine connection of just, you know, we just fell into a oneness. And what a beautiful relationship this has turned out to be in how we communicate, how we relate, how we, we understand each other because we listen. We tune in and listen. And somehow I always say this, and I'm going to say it again, that you are my classic mirror. You know, when I was younger, in who you are, um, in just being you. It's not being rebellious. It's just being you, being free, coming into freedom. And that is what others love about who I am in a way, is because I'm in freedom. Right. You know, because you won't allow, because you're in great awareness, because you're so emotionally intelligent and spiritually intelligent and intuitively intelligent, that you won't allow society's conditioning or anyone else's views and opinions. I will listen to everyone, but I will still act upon what my soul is telling me to do, what right. my internal Jeep is guiding me to do. And I think this is very, very important as we create relationships on LinkedIn that we can learn from these two characters in this book. And, you know, so often I see posts on, on cyberbullying, on bullying, trolls. These are all labels we give humans who are not in awareness. So my, my teaching in what I do is in that moment when I witness that, the moment I witness that, I send love and blessings to that person for their healing. That's all we can do. What's the point of judging them and calling name-calling? It doesn't help them. And also we are emitting more toxic energy in, in doing that. So mindfulness in every which way is, is incredibly important in how we respond to situations, and that is what self-responsibility is. Yeah. My ability to know better in how I would respond to something negative. It's just an energy field that somebody is putting out there that's negative. That person is in a lot of pain. And therefore, when we heal and come through our own pain, we'll begin to understand that and drop the judgment of them. Does that make sense? I, I could never say that it 
it doesn't make sense because from what I've learned from you and I've been blessed to interact with you for the last almost a year now, um, you know, on a regular basis and from what you've been teaching me, it's just that it cannot be other way that than making sense because um, throughout this, throughout your teachings, I've been, you know, shifting my perspectives in regards to getting involved in certain situations. And I realized the fact that the more I'm getting involved with a certain type of situations, the more energy I lose. And I could have spent that energy in a way better um, direction, so to speak. So yeah, I, I fully yeah. resonate with that. Yeah. The other, the other point that came up or the insight that was revealed in this chapter, and it's very important in looking at Karim, and you'll find people who, you know what, we label them again as haters, trolls. They, they're in so much pain that they don't see they put invisible barriers up to yeah. protect themselves. These are very hurt children in adult bodies, or sometimes even children in children bodies. It doesn't matter how we want to look at it. However, I believe that adults are very hurt children. Therefore, we inflict pain on others because we've been pained by someone else. Somebody inflicted pain on us. So let's look at, at Kareem and what Arian did for him. The moment Arian was totally present to him and opening into a place of inner listening and compassion and empathy, what happened with, with Kareem was the armor dropped. Mm. You know, you take off the headgear, you take off the, the armor as in a knight, and you drop the leg irons, and then you are in total exposure. And in vulnerability, when we see Kareem crying and pouring his heart and soul out, in that moment of vulnerability, there's so much inner strength and courage. Right. Right. Isn't that amazing how that happened? Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And probably that's why I'm so so in love with the with the concept of being vulnerable and letting the others, you know, see you for who you are. Because the moment you do that, just like Arian did, uh, the others will definitely lose their shields, just like you said. You know, because um once someone sees a person who's completely open, probably subconsciously they have no other choice than being the same. And that's how things change, right? That's right. hundred percent. You're on point. So let, let's, let's take it further now. So the moment Kareem dropped the armor fell down, he became vulnerable and guess what? The moment you let go of these toxic emotions, all the invisible walls fall away. And that is where your innate potential starts shining. So I'd rather, you know, the old adage again, change begins with each of us. Can you see when Kareem changed inwardly, when he dropped the armor, where he let go of all the pain, the, the anger, something else happened in that, and here again, there's a great teaching for people in businesses and those who are even in jobs, right? Is how do we create? We create from <clears throat> within us. 
So if we are toxic and we have not healed, in the external environment, you're going to push people away and you're not going to have good, meaningful relationships. Can you see that? True and therefore, change begins with us. If we have to change our status in how we earn, what we are creating as, as, a, as a business person or as an entrepreneur, it begins deep within us. So every time we reach a place of stuckness or we feel everything is, is being destroyed or we losing whatever, we've got to go back inwardly to access what emotions are we feeling? When before did I feel that way? And we will find that the inner programming is on autopilot and those become your silent saboteurs and that is how you self-sabotage as we see with your character in your book, Kareem. Can you see that? His That's inner right. programming was, was loss of a loved one. He didn't understand why his business had, he had to close his doors to his business because he just wasn't doing well. He was not attracting any customers. How can he possibly attract positivity when he's so negative? Can you see that? Yeah, true story. Yeah. So if our inner programming is a projector and he's projecting fear, he's projecting anger, he's projecting hatred, you're only going to attract that. Therefore, healing the life, healing self is of paramount importance for every single human being. If we have to contribute globally to how we can affect climate change, for example, is what are our thoughts? What are our emotions all about? Because for as long as we are being angry and we're fighting, we are, what are we doing? We are transmitting negative vibes into the planet. That doesn't help. So as human beings, we are, if we are, as you know, it has been proven that if we are the highest level of evolution and, and, and of intelligence, where is our intelligence right now? I think that's a good question for each person to go back and introspect and reflect what intelligence are we talking about? Because... In my line of work over a span of 20 to 30 years, I also come across very professional, very intellectual people, mm -hmm. super intelligent, as scientists and doctors and the best surgeons. And yet they don't have very good relationships with their children or with their families. And that begs the question then, is intellectual knowledge is what we seek? And is that what elevates us to feeling superior? Is money the way to go? Is money give, gives us external power and therefore we can exploit and manipulate others? So this, this chapter in this book opens up all of these things for us to look at, very important points. And what, what I also could see is that in or after Kareem, vented how he felt and that he was the only person responsible for creating his abundance and prosperity and happiness. And that's what unfolded in this chapter. Because he began listening to Arian's strategy yeah. of, of how you could turn the business around. Can you see that? And that is where they created the empire. So we learn 
so many things about human suffering. Human suffering is just just a fact that it exists. But actually, it is non-existent if you change the thought. If you're going to say to yourself, I'm suffering, I'm struggling, my life is hard, what will you attract? You'll only will attract that. Right. Now let's change that. Let's change that to a positive thought as Arian, as Arian helped Kareem. He said, no, I have a plan that I have some experience of being in a restaurant with a woman who helped me. I'm able to help you because I learned so many skills. You know, we didn't re- we, we also in the book come through a process of seeing how people have grown. Yeah. And next chapter, we will discuss that about Arian and how people viewed him. But for now, if we're going to believe that life is one of suffering and struggle, we're only going to create more and more suffering and struggle. So we must change that thought. So let's change the thought and say, I am creating I am creating abundance, prosperity, and happiness. And if you're saying it in the present tense, guess what you are doing? Your entire body chemistry is registering that. I am creating health, wealth, and prosperity. Excuse me. Can you see when we, and when we totally focused on that, your body gets that messaging. It's a positive embedded command that you're anchoring into your neurology that creates new neural pathways in the brain that allows you then to be in a state of well-being that how I can create. Wow, look at me, I'm creating. I am creating. And you're taking yourself out of that bottomless pit of suffering. Can you see? Only each person can do that for for themselves. Nobody can do it for you. You can have all the coaches in the world, and they are the most amazing coaches. And there's something I learned from Tony Robbins in his Personal True Master Program. And something he said, reinforcement is a mother of all skills. Reinforcement is a mother of all skills. So what I am saying to you in creating a new thought, which becomes a new belief, that anchors into your neurology can only happen through reinforcement that you're saying it 24 seven to yourself. And that is where we start creating. We start creating a new movie. So your internal hard drive then gets a new messaging and you're creating a new movie of what? Of abundance, prosperity and happiness. And watch how it happened in this chapter in your book. It is amazing. And and then Arian went back and he told Kareem, you know what? I've got people that can come here and turn your business around. Give me this opportunity. And then he goes back to Radha. And and maybe he 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 took some of the you know the orphans who became adults and knew more skills to bring them to the empire. And you had two restaurants working in tandem. And you know what else I learned? There's no competition. When you come from a place of giving unconditionally and receiving, you learn from nature and you learn the universal law of creativity. In creativity, there is no competition. That's very true. Very true. It's and only so how back this, I realized that um, this about competition, you know, that 
I always had this thing about uh, not competing, rather collaborating with each other. And to be honest, while I was writing the book, I didn't even realize what I was writing in this regard, you know, but it's so nice and so, you know, uplifting and honoring to, to learn all this from you once again. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So Andrada, what is your learning? Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. You are incredible. You, you have so much wisdom. And, and you, need to, you need to value that <clears throat> in what you give to others, right? So let's take a leaf out of Arian's book. So what did he do? He just served from a space of love, gratitude, and sacred service. That's who you are. You serve from a place of love, gratitude, and sacred service. And this is why I often honor you with my time. Because of what you give to others, like Arian, I'm giving back. Can you see that? Yeah. And, and he didn't, Adrian didn't want, so actually Adrian is you. Is it? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who knows, you could even, you could be all your characters because when we look at ourselves, when you study personalities, you know, as I've done, in studying the Enneagram very well. Therefore, I can understand personalities exceptionally well, and therefore uh, companies and businesses hire me to help in HR because I understand personalities and I can intuitively pick up where somebody would fit in and not, you know? Right. And then where people can be used most effectively. So look at yourself, right? So you could be Radha, you could be Aryan, you could be Kareem. Yeah. And how do I know that? How do I know that? Because you gave me, you gave me carte blanche into you. You gave yeah. me carte blanche into you. Complete in unpacking vulnerability. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. Complete vulnerability. That's true. Yeah. And then what happens in return, which Arian didn't even notice very much, is that in giving so much to, to Kareem, that Kareem was talking so highly of him. Kareem held him in such high esteem in the community. And he said, wow, you know, this guy, it's exactly what you do, Andrada, on LinkedIn. You give credibility to everyone in such amazing way, in such a spontaneous way, in such an innocent way, in such an authentic way of saying, Hey guys, you know this person, this is what they can do for you. Hey guys, you know Rahila, and this is what she can do for you. And there's such honoring, and this is why I could do this, you know, these series with you because of your openness of who you are. And in the same way, I see you is who I am in how I serve from a place of love, gratitude, and sacred service. Because it comes from a deeper place. That's why I call it sacred service. It's an alignment. It's an alignment to the divine laws, the universal laws of, of, of uh, nature. So gratitude pays its way forward, Andrada, and you know, for others to benefit and prosper. And that's what this chapter brought up hugely. And what is the greatest learning from this excerpt? And I'd like to, I'd like to share this with, with the listeners. And uh, it's a quote that I've got from somewhere. 
and I, and I quote, nothing of real worth can ever be bought. Love, friendship, honor, valor, respect. All these have to be earned. Isn't that so powerful and so beautiful and unquote, by the way? Yes. So many times what, Many times what people need is not a brilliant mind that speaks, rather a special heart that listens like Arian. So I'd like to end today's session with gratitude. Once we focus on gratitude like Arian and Kareem, we will start to attract prosperity and abundance. The empire, the restaurant, became the receptacle of love, gratitude, and sacred service. Shouldn't every business be this way? Shouldn't each of us in however we serve, whether in a job or whether like me as a practitioner or a guest speaker or whoever we are to serve from a highest level of service, you know, that is reverence, is excellence in what we do. Thank you so much, Andrava. I love it. I love it. Everything you said is, is absolutely brilliant. And all these compliments, thank you. I'm truly honored, you know, to have been able to tie all this amazing relationship with you over the last year. And um, I'm, I'm completely blessed to be mentored by you, Rahila. So thank you from my entire being and my higher self and all my, um, all my soul for you for being there for me so thank you and likewise you know for me i i come from a space of being a humble servant to the universe so for me there's no master and student there's no mentor and mentee we learn and grow together and rather so what a privilege and honor it has been to serve with you in this way as well thank you very much and thank you dear listeners once again for tuning in have a wonderful day rahila if you want to learn more about the book that we're talking about, you can head to WorkApp or Amazon, look for The Man, The Moon and The Cascade. You're going to find it there. Let me know what you think about it. Thanks. Thank you for reaching the end of this episode. I wish you an amazing day ahead. And please, don't forget, smile at life and life will smile right back at you.